The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Some services you learn are very worth paying for. Oh my God, I know. haircuts are going to be one of them, you know. These poor stylists and everything. Oh my goodness. My barber said my next haircut's going to cost $150. Is that gouging? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, at this point, I just, I might pay it. it. I I don't care if it's a buzz cut or he nares my head. I just get it off. from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Phillipson. Few foods can make you feel as warm and happy as a big bowl of pasta. Or a few thick slices of warm bread smothered in creamy butter. I can see Chris just swaying in my Zoom screen of like, oh, he's in heaven already. Keep talking, Leanne. Keep talking. (laughs) Carbs are life for so many people. And the mere thought of giving up bread, pasta, pizza, or other sweeter carbs like your cookies or your donuts, just sends them into a tailspin. Carbohydrates are carbs, as they're fondly known. Well, they come in a whole bunch of tastes, textures, shapes, and sizes. We all have our favorites, right? Our gotta go to, I've gotta have it, and we can't run out of this, so make sure it's on the list kind of carbs. But why do these carbs, why do they get such a bad rap? We have this whole low-carb craze of eating that's as strong as ever with all these different diets out there that, you know, the whole keto thing and then the carnivore thing and everybody's trying all these things, which basically just completely ditches the carbs. Like, what happened to this energy-producing, fiber-rich, nutrient-dense group of foods that line the supermarket aisles and really, like, you know, from school onwards, we're taught that they need to make up about 60% of our daily food intake. I just end up thinking everybody's head must be completely spinning when you go between low carb is better and then normal carb is better to the point of, I don't even know what to put in my mouth. So that head spinning thing, I totally get it. Have you ever heard of the term carboholism? Did you know that was a thing, Chris? I've never heard of that before. No. <laughs> yeah. Some say. My name My name is Chris and I'm a carboholic. <laughs> yeah. I what? couldn't I couldn't believe it. Some say that carbs can be like as almost as addictive as booze, drugs or something that has some allism at the end. <laughs> I think that's maybe going a little bit far, but I don't know, it's out there and it's and it's written about so people are reading and consuming this. David Ludwig, well, he's written a few books that really focus on this. And he talks about the effects of insulin and how to regulate that. That's really where his focus is. In his new book, Always Hungry, he brings this up in a big way with or without the conversation of diabetes being a part of the diagnosis or, you know, even having it on the table at all. 
it's a really valid topic to do a deep dive into. But I'm also not about to say that it's time to jump on that bandwagon of low carb, no grain, meat and two veg only. Nothing else on your plate. No way, Jose. Carbs are too fulfilling. They're nutritious, not to mention delicious and a, like a ton of fun to eat. What I want to talk about is how you feel about what you're eating and how do you feel not only physically, but also mentally. Carbs are very often what give you like a big fat hug when you need it. And while you don't necessarily need to go to food for that comfort, we do. So let's just not throw it out with the bathwater. What is it? Baby with a bathwater or whatever it is. Bagel with the bathwater. Bagel. Thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> no, don't. Because these foods, and maybe it's just that they're not happening every day, but they don't have to be like a total no-go zone. That th- I think that's really the top message here. There are some people that get super bloated when they have bread. And that's maybe something to start looking at to see, oh, is it the grains? Is it the carbs? Carbs is a whole host of foods that don't need to be wiped out. You don't have to get rid of that lunchtime sandwich or that morning toast. Don't just swipe that off the plate. But then again, there's things like rice that you love to have with your curries and your stir fries, maybe sushi. How did that become maybe more of a forbidden fruit? No, we're not going to go there either today. On Eat This with Leanne, we're going to talk about how to not ditch the carbs, but maybe switch the carbs for a healthier and fulfilled life without the don't eat that deprivation. Mm-mm. Music to my dang, dang, dang ears. Weight loss is the prime reason I believe that people go on low carb diets. I don't think I've ever crossed, come across someone that said, I'm going to ditch the cars because you know what? I'm just bored of bread. I don't really want to eat it anymore. <laughs> or, oh, muffins? Oh, no. No, I've been there, done that. I'm moving on from them. I don't need that in my life anymore. I've had it. There's usually some sort of serious motivation that's going on to put yourself in that place. And fair enough. Maybe it's not always weight. I know that for a lot of my clients, there's some digestive issues. Maybe they've had a lack of energy, their morning brain fog. They just don't want it anymore. Or maybe it's that crash in the afternoon. Those are more obvious reasons to look at the types of carbs that you're having and contemplate switching to something a little bit different and maybe even focusing for a little while on eating low carbs from what you're doing right now just to see. Now, so you're clear on what low low carb is, although it's not going to be my focus here, but I said it a couple of times. So I just want to make sure that you guys understand a typical recommendation of what you're going to eat in a day is around about 60 to 65% of your daily intake being carbohydrates. 10 to 15% of your daily intake would be somewhere around fat and about 30% would be protein. On a low carb diet, you don't ditch it all. It doesn't all go, but you're looking in the realm of about 40%. Now we really need fiber that comes from all carbohydrates to keep your bowels moving and helping your digestive system to do its job. We've talked about that in last week's episode on drainage versus detox. That fiber is the mechanism to get the old stuff out of our bodies that we don't need anymore. 
And so you're clear, carbohydrate-rich foods are not only the bread, the pasta, the pizza, the muffins, the donuts, and all the foods that are made from some type of flour, but you've also got grains like rice, you've got quinoa, and then there's all the cereals. Then there's all the vegetables that you see in the produce section of the supermarket, and starches a little bit more like your white potato and corn. Legumes, beans, chickpeas, including that hummus that you just had as a snack, and lentils that you maybe just threw into a soup last week, or, you know, I don't know, whatever you like to do with your lentils. So, all of those are those carbs, too. Oh, let's not forget about fruit. Now, they're a great carbohydrate value for your body. And that does also include that fiber less fruit juice that you're maybe having. So, there's a differentiation there. The fruit juice is a carbohydrate, but it doesn't have the fiber in there. So, I always say it's better to have the actual fruit, but again, it's a carbohydrate. Oh, and dairy. Dairy, too, it also contains carbs. Like they're everywhere. It's actually very difficult to ditch the carbs completely. Now, let's not forget about the refined sugars. Sorry, I kind of was skirting around the the slightly healthier carbs. Now, maybe it's the sugar that you're adding to your coffee. That's a carb value. Maybe it's the cookie that you have mid-afternoon. Well, yeah, I, when I make my afternoon cup of Earl Grey, I'm a bit partial to a piece of shortbread. So I'm definitely there along on the carb wagon with you. They taste so good. Okay, so what if you could still eat your carbs and not compromise on taste? You've heard the experts like me say swap white rice for brown rice. Wouldn't that be great? But maybe you're like, oh, I don't like that. It's too chewy and I just like the lightness. So I do get it. But did you know that rather than your typical uh, white rice, quick cook or whatever it happens to be, you can just make a straight swap to white basmati rice. It's a beautiful fragrant rice that's used typically in Indian cooking. But if you do that swap, you've actually made a better choice. And the reason is, is because the release of the carbohydrate or the energy or eventually the sugar from the basmati rice doesn't even have to be brown basmati, can still be white, is much slower, meaning that it has what's called a lower glycemic index. Now, that's really something to to understand here. The slower the release of carb of what you're eating, the longer that you feel full and that you feel satisfied. And that's how you get more stable energy without the ups and the downs and then the ups and the downs. The toughest carb to quit that I've heard like about a million times from my clients is bread. Yep. Yep. It's like, no, don't please take it away. No, anything but. Well, actually, coffee might be up there, too, if I'm honest. But man, that almighty sandwich, that slice of toast, that bun that surrounds your juicy burger that you just can't wait to sink your teeth into. Oh, and that baguette. Oh, that I, you know what? There's something about a Friday night sometimes where I just go and buy a baguette and and I have some super stinky blue cheese with it. And it's just... Oh, homemade, and br- homemade bruschetta, man, or bruschetta, depending on uh, oh. You, oh, with tomatoes and the ba- basil and the garlic oh. on the baguette and toasted in the oven. And you know what? Forget this. I'm, See? Dude, you're doing it on your own. I'm going to make some bruschetta. <laughs> See you later, everybody. All right, later. <laughs> All right, we'll keep going. Chris is, Chris is off for a tiki snack. <laughs> All right, so there's two camps with bread. You either going to ditch the stuff, but then there's also people who say, just switch it up. 
So maybe you need to switch it to a different kind of bread. How about like a gluten-free version? Well, very often that can be a total crapshoot, to be honest. There are some great gluten-free options out there. So I'm not going to discount that. But to be honest, there are others out there that truly taste like dry cardboard dressed up as a pizza. And it's really not pretty. Well, this week, my guest had an ambition of making allergen-free products that even those without dietary restrictions, whether it's, it's celiac or something else, they would actually want to eat it. Giovanni Angelucci founded Queen Street Bakery, and he makes bread, buns, and flour from really unique and distinct ingredients. His goal, not only to make bread that tastes good, or as good as normal bread, but also to make it good for you. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about himself and hear about his bread that have, can you believe it, chia in it, charcoal, and even beans on the ingredient list. And yes, I've tried them, so I'll chime in with my thoughts on that. So welcome, welcome to Eat This with Leanne Giovanni. Thank you so much for being here today and talking about not ditching the carbs, but switching the carbs. Now, that's actually something that I got from a brief from you. So why don't you just start and jump in, like explain, where did this come from? Sure thing. Thanks so much for having me, by the way. This is this is awesome. Um, yeah, we, you know, I think uh, for us, um, carbs are, I think we're going to look back in 20 years at carbs the way we look at fat now, where we, everything went so no fat. And then we realized after that, well, actually fats are pretty good for you. Mm-hmm. And carbs, we're going to look at them the same way. Everyone went no carbs. I did it myself. I was a chubby eighth grader and my mom helped me do this no carb diet so I could shed the pounds and still fit into pants that were appropriate. But, um, (laughs) you know, so everyone, everyone's realized carbs are for a while have been the enemy, but actually carbs are energy and good carbs are very important for you, very nutritious and very necessary. Um, and I think we're going to look back and say, wow, I can't believe we were all trying to cut carbs instead of just trying to find good carbs. So our whole business model, the ethos really about our bread is give yourself carbs, just give yourself the appropriate amount and give yourself the best carbs out there. And not compromise on taste. And not compromise on taste. That's, that's the table stakes. It's got to taste good to start. Yeah. Um, and so that's always been the, the table stakes for this. After that, it's, it's how do we bring in everything else? Right. So like, where did your fascination of, of food or even thinking that you might get into something like that? Where did that come from? Oh, that's a, uh, that's a long story. Fascination with food has started since I was born, you know, Italian by background, you grew up eating, you, you know, food is love. If you know Italians, I'm sure you, you've seen it. It's just food yeah. pushing eat yeah. this. It's better for you. You look too skinny. All of it. Like even when I was at my fattest, I looked too skinny. There's just no, you know, food, food is love. Um, yes. So I've always been fascinated with it, but I also had grandparents who had their own garden in the backyard, who made their own foods. So I've seen it. My parents always cooking at home, very little fast foods. Um, and just seeing where it all comes from. So being fascinated, I got into cooking at a young age, not that I'm a particularly good cook, but I try. And so it's just always kind of been fascinated with it, uh, you know, and then for entrepreneurs by heart, our family businesses uh, are, are entrepreneurial. And we had an opportunity to get into the, the bread space because there was a bread that, um, that was out there at one store that was fantastic. And the nutritional label was really good on it. And then um, everyone at our office started eating it. And uh, so we're like, okay, this is fantastic. I started eating it before I was even knew it was gluten-free, which for me, that was the holy grail. And if you can get wow. somebody bread that tastes like bread without knowing it's gluten-free, that's the win. Mm. So that bread started to disappear. My mom said, don't let that bread go away. We found the guy who was baking it. We contacted him. We said, look, you've got sort of a niche little product, home kitchen. We're experiencing turning things into businesses. Do you want to do something together? So at first he said no. Then he said yes. 
ultimately we did, uh, there was no asset. So we started our own business and he came on as a baker. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I, I don't want to tarnish reputation, but it didn't work out. We found some uh, irregularities in the accounting. And so after about a year of the business, uh, just kind of muddling along, we were able to uh, confront and say, what's going on here? And, and he ended up, we ended up obviously having to get rid of him. And now we're left with this business. Uh, we had reformulated a bunch of stuff to make them healthier, cut out things that didn't need to be in there. We had changed suppliers just to make it as clean of a product as possible. That's when um, a good friend of mine, Tony, had joined. I convinced him to leave his stable, high-paying bank job and join the bakery <laughs> world. Uh, so he's been with us for a couple of years. And since then, we brought in a distributor. We got Loblaws on board. We got uh, Sobeys and Metro and Farmboy and all these great accounts on board. And now it's, you know, okay, we're going to distribute it. We got into all the stores in February of 2020. March hits, pandemic lockdown. Oh, and nightmare. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a real up and down, a roller coaster. I can't believe how fast three years has gone by, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, and it's been, we've got Mark on board. who's another friend of mine who I coerced to leave a, you know, Sydney, a creative agency, to leave his good job <laughs> get, and join the baking sales. world. Hey, all I know is, uh, you know, I'm not good at the marketing and I'm not good at, at, at baking particularly, but an entrepreneur or the head of the company or whatever you want to call it, yeah. has to be good at collecting the right people. And I think yes. I've collected a really, really good group of people, including our head of operations now, Conrad. Now it's, hey, we've got the product. How do we get people to know about it? How do we get them to know why they should eat this? Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been fun. You can't demo. It's hard to sell bread when you can't demo. It's oh, hard yeah. to ship bread with no preservatives uh, to people to try. So we've been really trying to be creative on trying to get people to try it and, and do new things with it so that they can taste and say, wow, this is gluten-free. Wow, this is nut-free. Wow, this is soy-free. Yeah, I'll eat this every day. Wow. Um, so that's been our the last year of the journey. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we've got a really, really strong cult following of people. The, the messages that we get, there's some dark days in an entrepreneurial business, as I'm sure you guys know, yeah. where it's like, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> like, this is yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, but then you get a message from somebody that says, hey, my, my husband was diagnosed gluten-free. He stumbled on your pizza dough. And it's, you saved his life. He loves pizza and he had to get rid of it. Thank you so much. And you're like, okay, well, this is what keeps us going. Impact on quality of life. That's, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do here too. My, my, my mother was diagnosed celiac back in the nineties, late eighties, early nineties. And I mean, back then trying to find gluten-free anything, it was, yeah, it was like black market deals. We used to go to the local bakery (laughs) And we would literally, I can remember this distinctly, my mother pulling up in the back alley behind the bakery and the baker would come out almost like trench coat. Hey lady, want to buy some buns? <laughs> and, <laughs> and she paid, I know she paid about 20 to $25 for six rolls back then. Six. Oh, and it was, wow. and it was just because it was, as you say, it was the holy grail. I just want a bit of bread with my meal. I want yeah, a bit yeah. of, you know, I just want that, that nice, warm, comforting feeling of be of having bread. And so she <laughs> went out yeah. and she paid, That's I the mean, carb. she took it out of our college funds, I think, but I mean, she, <laughs> she wanted the bread. And so now I like, thank goodness things have moved along the way they have. And there are people like you out there. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. And, and I mean, I have exactly. to ask how on earth did you come up with making bread from beans and chia? Because that's one of yeah, the big that, ingredients. I tried out the, the the charcoal bread this morning as well, too. So yeah, for us, it's really just pushing the boundaries. Uh, there's a lot of options out there with rice um, and a lot of options out there with almond. The, the original ones, the ones that you're talking about in the 90s, people just they got whatever they could and, and people use whatever ingredients they could. So the products weren't very good, but they helped. You know, it didn't hurt after you ate. So 
yep. was good. But we've, we've come a long way, right? There's a whole lot of different milled flour. There's a whole lot of studies around this now. Do you know what's there? So um, I've seen beans grown. It was usually like half the backyard of my grandparents was, was beans growing up. So I've seen Romano beans and white beans and cannellini beans and all this kind of stuff my whole life. Love the flavor profile. Love the texture. We all know we on this call, maybe, but maybe not the general public knows that beans and fiber are extremely important. We don't get enough of them. So, you know, the whole thought process and same with chia, right? It's hard to get this kind of stuff into your diet. So um, the whole thought process was how do I, how can I give my body more of what it wants um, in the foods that we already love? And, you know, beans and chia mill very nicely. Now they don't bake very easily. So that's, that's our sort of expertise is in baking up with these things, yeah. but just sort of using these real natural ingredients and really breaking it down to you know, bread in, in its, at its very core needs, what, four ingredients? Yeah. Okay, gluten-free needs a couple more, but we really just wanted to keep eight, nine ingredients in their tops, and that includes water, right? right? Just bring it down to its basics, because so many things have additives. I remember going to, um, I'm not vegan, I'm not vegetarian, I think it'd be very tough for me to do that, although I could, but I remember we went to a, a vegan restaurant, I got a salad, and it was like 1,200 calories. I'm like, hey, what, what the, what's going on? I thought this was, this was supposed to be healthy, <laughs> not, not half my daily intake. And it turns out that just because it's vegan or just because it's dairy free or just because it's whatever, doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy for you. As you no. guys know, yeah. it can have fillers, it can have a dressing, it can have a ton of sugar, yeah. which I mean, every bread has sugar. Yeah. Since when does bread have sugar, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not normal. So we eliminated the sugar from our breads and what you're left with is something that's got carbs in the, in the bean stuff, it's carbs, but they're healthy carbs, yeah. good fiber, good protein, no sugar, no saturated fats um, and no preservatives. And yeah, that means the bread doesn't last 40 days on the shelf, but anybody who's ever bought bread from uh, uh, their local bakery knows it doesn't last more than a day and a half, yeah. right? That's why Italians have panzanella and leftover bread salad. So anyway, long and the short of it was just, let's use different ingredients. Let's see what we can do with that. And we're continuing to push the boundaries with new beans and new uh, ingredients uh, and just turn it into a bread that um, ultimately I'll feel good eating, right? We've all, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I eat bread now, I feel a little bit guilty. Right, you eat the bread, and you're like, oh, now I got to cycle, or I got to go run because I've eaten all these carbs. Now I eat the bread, and it's over like, three years of eating bread with healthy ingredients. It's like, okay, I give myself the right energy. Great, it's now going to fuel my workout. I don't feel bad about this. I don't have to go eat a serving of beans because I just had a serving of beans. Right, right. It's kind of like, how do I get to, to kill two, three birds with one stone instead of having to eat my toast and then eat a bowl of beans and then eat a bowl of chia yeah. on top of my sandwich? You could just. <laughs> There, there isn't enough, there's not enough share of the stomach. We, you know, you got to eat 6,000 calories a day to get everything you need in a day. So how yeah. can we sort of double up and triple up on these things with our bread? I mean, you know, the benefits of chia, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And beans, you get the fibers and you get the calcium and you get the antioxidants and you get the omega-3s. I'd have to eat nine different plates to get that if I did it individually with yeah. the sort of traditional foods that are good with that. Have you had feedback where people have said, oh, you know, maybe not someone who was celiac and then, oh my gosh, great, I can still have pizza. But is there anyone else that's giving you feedback of, okay, I switched to this bread and here's how I feel? Yeah, we, we get some people who, um, you know, it's mostly good. Sometimes it, it's not so good. Um, but, you you know, you're not going to be uh, everything to all people and you're not going to nail it 100% of the time. We've yeah. tried to eliminate as much as we can from our bread but there's still going to be somebody who can't have bean or can't have potato starch or can't have inulin fiber. You know, this bread started by saving the bread for my mom who loved it. It makes my dad, you know, really gassy. So it's that not was, because that's he's not one of my enough. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And is that because he's not having enough fiber? Maybe. Maybe will it kill me for talking about it on the show? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but it's, we, we do get, you know, it does happen with some folks. Often if you're eating enough fiber, you will be a little bit more gassy. It's good for your gut health. It's important, but people sort of equate it. We thought about maybe leaning into the marketing and just 
you know, being a gassy bread, but apparently that doesn't sell very well. Oh, come um, on. That would be so great. That would be <laughs> I think so, so too. wonderful. <laughs> you know, we haven't tossed it, Chris. So there's, 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 maybe, maybe you see something. I know I've got at least one customer. When you just think yeah. it's not going to work, you got to fly it past him because he could <laughs> exactly. be your best customer. There could be a lot of other guys out there that are the same. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you figure there's all the play out. You make it, you make it a gassy bread. It can be very cheeky, no pun intended. There's a lot of ways exactly. you can really go with it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for some people, yeah, it's got more fiber. I mean, when you look at the number of grams of fiber you need in a day, there's not actually that many. I think it's 15, 20 grams. So you can eat two slices of toast and be through 30% of your daily need. Yeah. But that's going to give you that the, the good gut health that you need and may make you um, a little bit flatulent, I guess. Yes. Um, but there's also some folks who can't have some of the ingredients and that's okay. We do our best to eliminate as much as possible. Um, yeah. We're not necessarily keto bread, but it does work on the diet. For some people, it's not as keto enough. But for most people, they they try it. Wow, I can't believe it's gluten-free. This is, it tastes and crumbles just like toast. It's not yep. dense like a rock. It's not, you know, it doesn't taste like cardboard. Yeah. Um, and you're telling me this is only hundred calories or in the chia case, you're telling me it's only 60 calories. Yeah. I'll eat this all day. I feel better. I feel lighter. Yeah. And ultimately that's what it's about getting people to feel good about eating bread again. It's bizarre. And I've eaten carbs my whole life. All of Europe, you know, eats a lot of carbs. I see people mm-hmm. in, in Italy eat it's, it's, you know, the, our bread is just a small portion of an overall healthier lifestyle, yeah. right? It, you have to eat better, but you need to walk. You need to do low level exercise. I mean, my grandparents were never fat. Um, but they gardened every day. They walked, they had a very good social circle, which is all very important to mental and to, to physical health, but mm-hmm. it's a staple. And, uh, so if we can give somebody back something they couldn't have anymore, you know, grilled cheese, but we, we were serving grilled cheese at Christmas in support of the daily red food bank. It was great. People would come up, get a grilled cheese. You wouldn't know. Most people were like, wait, this is gluten free. Yeah. That's, a, that's always the best thing. And I'll give you a top tip on the, uh, on the gassy front on the gassy bread. So yeah. the, Inulin, which is a fiber and also a prebiotic for people in my experience with all the counseling that I've done for over 20 years, typically people who have an issue with a prebiotic because we're told, you know, I talk about taking probiotics all the time for a healthy gut microbiome, good for your mental health, like everything, right? That, that it, that it does. But when there's such an imbalance of good to bad guys, a history of candida, um, antibiotic use, um, you've got um, thrush, yeast, athlete's foot, cracked heat, like all of those kind of symptoms. Have a look. Like everybody who's listening and and just if you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the prebiotic thing, whether it's from the bread or not. But inulin as that prebiotic and fiber tends to blow people's bellies up who have candida. So it's it's I would take it as an indicator So in your dad's case, maybe he actually needs to front load or get in some probiotics first, maybe something that we've talked about in the past, even like for warts and things like that, because it's a virus, you know, getting in something like um, olive leaf extract or tamesia or berberine, all these are on spurtright.com in terms of looking at this, but it could actually be more of an indicator. So there's a bit of marketing for you or like, are you gassy? And then maybe go off and see your nutritionist or not naturopath as opposed to this bread is not right for me this could actually be a oh here's an indicator for you that that you, that, that you can can do a bit more of a deeper dive so i just love giovanni's whole you know what it's a staple go out and eat it because you love it and taste good that to me exactly. like if if you ran for prime yep. minister just on that basis alone giovanni <laughs> you'd have my vote like <laughs> i tell you it's a man who it likes plays a little better than, than got gas <laughs> 
question mark? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the correlation? Is it basically like 100% of the time, if it blows your stomach up, you probably have candida, or is it like 50 50? Or like, I think it's going to be individual. I think it's individual. I would I would take this as a, oh, isn't that interesting what Leanne's just mm-hmm. said about the inulin? I'm going to look a little bit more into this. So I would definitely say it's individual. There are some people that could have yeah. uh, have bread twice a week and be absolutely fine if they ended up having it every single day. Nope, nope not happening. So it's right. it, it comes, I would definitely say it comes back to uh, to an individual. And there's also lots of supplements out there that that use inulin or they think, okay, great, this is a supplement that has fiber in it. Nope, doesn't work for a certain right. certain percentage of uh, of the population. So talking about kind of like the supplement kind of side of things. So this black bread that I tried <laughs> has got charcoal in it. So that was a pretty yeah. big fad a few years ago. Where did charcoal come in to add into bread? Yeah, uh, honestly, never been done. Um, uh, and it just, I mean, mostly it gives a really, really interesting color. So it's something that you notice on the shelf, right? Everything that a lot of times people will put out seasonal loaves or seasonal products. This was sort of a, oh, that, that bread's black when you toast it. It's, you know, you can't burn it. <laughs> almost, uh, you, you can, so. I, you can, I almost did. You yeah. can, but you, like, visually, I walked you away. have to know. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a lot of people who, who believe in the uh, detoxifying properties of charcoal. It's not something that we push. I know that there's not a lot of charcoal in the bread. It's mostly as a, as a food coloring, but it does have those benefits. Um, and so... Uh, if, if people feel better when they eat it, ultimately, that's the most important to us. So you said that you that people can get a hold of a lot of these products in your local grocery store. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything coming in the pipeline? Have you got anything else that's new that you can share with us and give our uh, listeners yeah. a little sneak peek? Yeah, we're, we're always working on a few new things. Uh, we had a, a big whiteboard up a couple months ago of just, okay, where do we want to go next? And nothing was off limits, right? Uh, and chia bowls and and stuff, but bagels, um, baguettes, croissants, mm. these are things that we all love yeah. that, you know, these are the Holy grail. I mean, I don't, I don't expect to make a, um, a, a croissant or a, a baguette that's as good as yeah. something you get in France. I mean, yes. it's just, it's very difficult. Right. But if I can get pretty close for those who really can't have it, yeah. um, I think we'll have achieved something really, really interesting there. And so we're yeah. working on, on those kind of products. Um, you know, bagels are the next most purchased after uh, sliced bread. But yeah, we're working on that. We're working on some new ingredients um, and uh, trying out different beans and, and other things that, you know, there's all kinds of stuff out there from tiger's eye and lion's mane. I don't know if we can bake it into a bread, but we'll, we'll try. We'll see, right. what we can, uh, we'll see what we can make there, right? Cool. So I'm going to say watch this space. And also for listeners who are keen to give Queen Street Bakery products a try, Giovanni has very kindly given us a uh, a giveaway package. So you'll be able to try out some of the products that we've talked about. So you can head over to spurtright.com forward slash bread to enter that giveaway. And for anyone that's listening to this, know that by about March, the middle of, of of March 2021, then we'll be drawing the name, passing it on to Giovanni, who will send out your package. So thank you so much for coming and sharing some of your story and your passion just comes through about all of this because it's so much fun, right? It's like you're making bread, which is such an important carb for people and that they can easily switch it up and um, and have something that tastes really good. Listen, it's easy to be passionate about it. We have the dual effect of this being a pandemic seeing people this is like i'll do this all day with you if you got the time oh yeah this is lovely to talk um 
but no, there's definitely a passion in bringing good food to good people that makes them feel good again when they eat it. Yeah. Um, and, and for all the listeners, part of our uh, brand and our business has always been zero waste. And we also donate loaves. So every lo- 10 loaves we sell, we donate one. We work with Ronald McDonald house and second harvest. Wow. Uh, right now we're working with love is love is love for Valentine's day. So Beautiful. it's, you know, it's part of it. We always want to keep that a piece of it because um, yeah, that's, you know, more important than ever. Is to be able yeah. to spot because most people don't think about it. But if you are gluten intolerant and you have to go to a food bank, um, there may not be a lot of options. So we try to get some of our products into these into these uh, food banks, which is very important. So listen, wow. thank you so much for having Tremendous. me. Tremendous. This was a blast. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. So for your number one carb swap, would you actually try a different kind of bread? He's got at least one new customer. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going out for that. I'm looking for that black bread. That's the first thing <laughs> I'm going out to get. You know, what? If, if anything, once we have the ability to have friends and, and family back over, that, yeah. That's what I want to put out for them. I could, it must be a wonderful conversation starter, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what fun around, around the table, you know, just something different to talk about and then charcoal and then healthy and then all of that stuff. It's awesome. I've often been asked, what is the best type of bread out there? You know, I want to eat the bread. So what, what should I do? And it really depends. So yeah, we've got the sourdough. We had that whole trend during COVID. We know that that's typically easier to digest because of the fermentation. It's good for your gut microbiome and maybe sort of a better all around choice, but it might just a straight swap might also be worth a try too. So I did try the charcoal bread and I tried the chia bread. They're actually two different loaves. And although, although I did kind of burn it a little bit under my broiler, I don't really eat much toast. So I, so I don't have a toaster and I totally, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'll just put it in there for a minute. I don't know how long it takes. And I go off and do five things and go, Oh, forgot the toast. So, so I'm totally out of practice with it. Okay. For, but, for a woman who does videos, cooking videos, on yeah, social, yeah. social media, you can't you can't make toast. <laughs> to me, that just sounds hilarious. Oh, I can make it. I just burn it. <laughs> I just burn the damn toast. Yeah, that's not my best skill. There you go. You can, she you can, can make all these healthy things. I can write award-winning books, but I can't toast bread. <laughs> and I'm very often seen over the sink with the knife scraping off all the black all the black stuff, which I couldn't see on the black bread because it was already black, right? So he, Giovanni even spoke to that. He's like, you can burn it and you don't even see it. But So sad, it. so sad. So I'm actually looking forward to trying this out and having my having my daughters try it out, you know, pile those eggs on top of it, maybe with some avocado. Um, my eldest daughter's into beans on toast at the moment. So, you know, there we go. She can have at, she can have at it with those. Beans on toast with a fried egg covered in in uh hot sauce or sriracha <laughs> beautiful thing yes absolutely she's actually not been doing the bread so much because most of the time it's in the freezer because we don't really eat too much of it so she just has a bowl of beans with a fried egg on top and then she just sits there and, and eat the bowl that's that's been her thing lately and she's beautiful. trying out all the different ones of that so i think it's hilarious all right so how about some other carb swaps to think about further than just about bread so how about those spaghetti or the noodles that you love? Have you come across those spaghetti, the zucchini spaghetti? 
like and sweet potato as well. They're all like, spy, you know, when the spiralizer was really super popular. Well, a lot of places now you can just go into and then you just get it in a container. You don't actually need to sit there and twizzle it yourself. Uh, quick flash in the pan with some garlic, some oil. Oh, it's super, super yum. I've also used spaghetti squash in the past too, and then put the pasta sauce on top of it. Not my personal favorite, but my kids quite enjoyed it. So I've done it a few times. Gluten-free pasta has come a really long way. So you've got chickpea pasta. Pasta now, you've got the rice pasta that are perfect swaps that are honestly worthy of your hard-earned dollars. Rice, well, the new kind of kid on the block a few years ago was trying cauliflower rice. So that you can normally just buy in a package. And you might have seen cauliflower pizza bases before. And I would go and try it. It's not exactly cardboard. It just depends on what it's combined with. But I think even some pizza delivery joints are doing that kind of thing now, too. So it's really becoming a bit more of a staple. How about instead of your wheat-based or your tortilla wrap that you're going to throw something in and, and, and wrap it up, how about trying some sushi nori? You know, those big pieces of seaweed that you get the, the sort of the square shapes? Well, on social media, I kept on seeing all of these like wrap it up into a little square kind of thing. And you can throw anything inside of those. You end up with this cute little parcel that's all crispy on the outside with this nori. And when you pile something in the two opposing in corners and wrap it up like a parcel, it's actually a lot of fun to eat. So there we go. There's another really cool thing to do. And seaweed is incredibly nutritious. So it's another swap that you can do. And instead of maybe your mashed potatoes, I came across this one and thought, oh, I've got to try this, a butter bean mash. Now, butter beans are not a favorite of a lot of people because they're pretty dry, but it's all about what you do to dress them up. So some seasoning, some herbs, some garlic. Oh, and smash that on top of some gluten-free toast. That would be heaven. The point of what I've been saying here is not to be restrictive, as some might think. You know, just don't ditch the bagel and the bath water or whatever it was that we said before. Whether it's you're ditch thinking about the carbs that you're eating for losing weight or for something else, you know, it depends on your focus. But switching up the typical, the same things that you tend to do every single day just means that you're opening yourself up to different nutrients and also to different vitamins. So it can actually be a really good option. <music> You know that I talk about eating a rainbow every single day that includes superfoods like greens and reds and bright colored like beets and even blueberries. And, you know, if you can't get those, then I've got my superfood powder called Kid Boost as part of my Take This by Leanne line. So there are ways to expand but not be like, oh, I don't want to eat those greens, but I got to have something else. But the purpose is to expand on what you're doing right now. So if you're used to having your staple, your cereal, for breakfast. You could try some uh, overnight oats or maybe some chia pudding. Recipes for those are in my books for right family food. Forgot to say award winning. Gotta say that every time. <laughs> then you've got a whole new nutrient profile that you're going to be given. And really the point is, is that you're, you're switching things up without the deprivation. And I think that is key because Food is nourishment on every level, not only from the nutrients, but it's also good for our soul. So what do you think you're going to switch up? What is it that you would like to try? Will you try out some Queen Street Bakery offerings that Chris is going to do, and I'm going to work my way through some of the other products they sent me? If you're not sure, 
go over to sproutright.com forward slash bread, enter for this giveaway, and then you get to try them yourself for free. So thanks so much for being along. Share this episode with anyone who's been talking about carbs lately or if their belly is not feeling so great and they want to do a little bit of something different. Of course, you can always reach out with ideas of things that you want want us to talk about or just a comment or two. Tell us what it is you're going to swap out. You can hit me up on leannephillipson.com or sproutright.com. Find me on the same channels on social media as well. Thank you so much for being along today. And as always, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.